Here we go. Here now with all of today's cruise and travel news and a bit of commentary, it's the guru of the seas himself, Tom Drake. And it is a bit of commentary. It will be on this Wednesday, February 7th, 2024. Reminds you to check out the BJ and Bill podcast. That's my friend BJ on the big voice there. The BJ and Bill podcast that comes out uh, uh, once a week. They're not stupid. They don't do five days a week. They have intelligence. Once a week, two old guys talk about old guy stuff, like Seinfeld for old farts. Very interesting. A lot of fun. Great stories. Great look at look back at life. Uh, BJ and Bill, check it out anywhere you cast your pod or words to that effect. It is. I will tell you what time it is because we went back another hour and we lost a day. And I, I normally now would have taped my podcast yesterday at some time later in the day, but I did have my... Uh, Tales from the Lounge Room. That is the the play that 16 of our guests performed that I wrote 15 years ago about what happens in the lounge room. And that consumed most of the day and some Bacardi and Diet Cokes to celebrate afterwards consumed the rest. It is 3.05 a.m. for me. And I believe uh, in uh, Miami and other parts of the world, it would be 10 o'clock in the morning. You'll get this around 11 o'clock in the morning. If I sound tired, yeah, I am. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. But you know what? I woke up and I said, we got to do this. I thought about skipping it. I'm like, look, for this money, take the day off. But I feel a sense of obligation. Get over it, Tom. Anyway, we're at sea. Uh, Back and forth, a little bumpy on our way to Suva, uh, Fiji. Suva, Fiji later on this morning. Which will be fun for me and the wife because we'll be back here in Fiji on February 13th on the other side of the island in Lotoka, spending a week there on the beach. See how that goes. Uh, anyway, Tales in the Laundry Room, fantastic. People did a, a great job. It's not a, a play that they must memorize, they just read their parts of the script, and they did well. Most people could read. That was exciting. Email here, by the way, is the Drake Podcast at gmail.com. The Drake Podcast gmail.com. I am the podcaster, and you are the podcast E, and that is the official mascot of this uh, Wednesday morning uh, wild thing. I almost tried that, huh? How about let's get going? And by the way, if you're a first time listener to the podcast, I don't always sound this worn out. <laughs> uh, sometimes I get rest, but lately I have my rising star stand up show going, dinners with guests. And, oh, this is like hard work. Uh, prayers for our military, as always, the men and women and whatever you declare yourself to be in our military. And also the militaries involved in uh, that Israel Israel situation and the Ukrainian situation. Ah, there's stuff going on everywhere. And I'm tired of talking about it, but it must be talked about. They have not made the decision yet for this ship. I am on board the Ocean Insignia on a world cruise, 180-day world cruise. It will include Suez Canal and Red Sea. Later on, not until May, they've held back so far deciding what to do there. Other cruise lines, freighters and tankers, they cannot go through the Suez Canal or the Red Sea because of these Iranian-backed whack jobs. I call them the IBWJs, Iranian-backed whack jobs. The Houthis, no terrorists. Um, and they they shot at two ships yesterday in the Middle East. One was a U.S. UK-owned freighter. Another one was a Greek-owned freighter. They hit both of them, but minor damage. No injuries, thank goodness. We're catching as many as we can. It's unbelievable. They fire these, and 
our military, our, our destroyers and frigates and other things, um, they're able to catch them midair. Just crazy going on. Wash your hands. Wash your bottle. Again, first-time listeners, I tell people this every day. Don't even think about it on a ship. Think about it in the uh, supermarket. Think about it at Subway Publix. Anywhere with the sanitizers. Hit it with your hands because it'll stop spread of the norovirus. And also, your water bottle needs to be washed. Wash your bottle like you do everything else. It's your birthday. Happy birthday. I only had a couple of choices. I had a choice of UB Blake. Almost went for that. Great, great musicians and a uh, musician from way back when. But I went with this guy because, uh, well, I like this song. Sorry about that. That'll wake you up. Quiet down, Garth. That'll be okay. Everybody. Nobody bigger in country music than Garth Brooks. Simply amazing his career. I don't know, hundreds of millions of records. He actually did a residency in Las Vegas where he just, he played guitar and sang in Las Vegas, known for... You know, big, lavish production shows, big stars. Remember the old days, Sinatra, Sammy Davis, 27, 32-piece orchestra. Just some redneck with a guitar selling out a stupid amount of money. He's written some great songs. He did not write that song. That song was not written by Garth Brooks. And it was offered to George Strait, and he passed on it, uh, as well as Tennessee Whiskey. He made some mistakes. Uh, I don't want to do this. I have to. I think we'll kill the music today. For those people joining us for the first time, that is the soundtrack of Boeing. It is the Boeing soap opera? It is the Boeing soap opera soundtrack. Soundtrack? I know there are people right now who listen to me every day going, how many mistakes is he going to make today? It turns out the NTSB, the National Transportation Safety Board, released a preliminary investigation or a report of the preliminary investigation. Have you ever had your preliminary investigated? It can be sometimes very painful. It turns out the bolts from the exit door that blew out of an Alaska Airlines flight last month were likely. You always like to hear that. You always like to hear it when you have the big-time government investigators go, eh, it was likely. It was likely they were not reinstalled. They can't figure it out. That's what if they're staring. There's a picture right here I'm looking at. Everybody's staring at the door going, uh, what do you think? I think it's pretty damn likely they didn't put them back in. But there's no way of telling. This is a preliminary report, by the way. They'll follow up with another report and two more after that because they'll drag it out for a year and a half, two years. But according to this, um, they they uh, they were the, do- the door, I get it right, the door was repaired. And to repair the rivets, the plug had to be removed, which also required removal of four bolts, two on the top and two on the bottom. That keeps the plug from moving vertically. Records reviewed by the NTSB show that the rivets were replaced by Spirit Aero Systems on September 19th. However, a photo that investigators obtained from Boeing showed the door having been reinstalled with three of the bolts. Without three of the bolts, they just left it. That's what I would do. That's Tommy Drake working on a plane. What the hell is the matter with these people? Come on. You know what I mean? What is the matter? Hold on. What the hell were you thinking? You got to put all the bolts back in there, boys. 
Boeing responded quickly to the report. Of course they did, saying we will continue to work transparently. Do they have a choice? Do they have a choice? Colonoscopies are less painful than what Boeing's CEOs go through right now. How does that guy still have a job? I don't know. Uh, they have to leave him there for now, but then Dave Calhoun, Boeing's CEO. There you go, boy. Out the door. That is a serious flush right there. I'm still going. <laughs> uh, I wish I could see the... Hey! I wish I could see the faces of the people listening for the first time. He said this was about the cruise. It is. It's about the cruise and travel industry. Planes travel. I guess, do I say it's a headline? Well, this is the story. Close to home is good. Close to home is good. Figure it out. Another another cruise line has decided to home port out of Florida, and that is Jacksonville, Florida, the Norwegian Gem. Here's the deal. The guru has been flapping his gums about that for a while. You know, Jason Liberty, the big boss at Royal Caribbean, said, uh, you know, the uh, Ukrainian situation didn't really affect us, and the uh, Suez Canal, the Red Sea, really doesn't affect us. But yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, people are afraid. Uh, the Boeing situation, yeah, everybody, people are, I'm afraid to fly. People are afraid to go overseas. They don't want to stay over in Istanbul. They're worried about Turkey. They're worried about everything. People said, where can we go close to home? Perfect opportunity for a Norwegian cruise line and a ship called the Norwegian Gem. Built in uh, 17, refurbed in 2022. It has a haven for the rich people that want to live above the riffraff. Uh, it, 2,400 guests. It's not a mega mother. It's not a sea Godzilla. Uh, it's a semi-Greyhound with life jackets. It's crew to, a crew to guest ratio. Uh, 2.4 guests to one crew. Not bad. It's doing longer cruises, go, excuse me, going out of Jacksonville starting in 2025, next year. Home porting. Home porting Jacksonville, that means you've got South Carolina, you've got Georgia, North Carolina, even Virginia. Not that far to drive in. Uh, get on a ship and get out of there. But hopefully you'll have better weather. I'll get to that later. The weather has been awful on both sides of of Florida. I mean, just absolutely awful. But anyway, David J. Harara, Harara, he's the president of Norwegian Cruise Line, said, we look forward to Norwegian Gems' arrival to Jacksonville in November of 2025. It's next year. Welcoming guests from the area as well as neighboring cities. I just said that, Davey. Uh, and states, on bo it's a drive-to port. You're going to put the Rugrats, the mutants, the Ritalin-filled children and put them in a van. Skip the airfare. You're going to skip the airport. That's number one. Airports are worse than ever. Everything in the airport is poorly run. I'm sorry. And then you have to worry about the doors flying off and the rudders not being attached and the engine stops on the way out of Charleston. Come on. The airline industry has some serious problems. So you get in the car. You're in control of your family of seven. Load them in the minivan. Take them out of Jacksonville. They're also doing 12-day and 11-day. So they're appealing to that retired disposable income people. And you know what? This is a nice ship. But I was really stunned to see their specialty restaurants are a la carte restaurants. A la carte restaurants. Just like going to an Italian restaurant in Florida, you pay almost the same prices. It's I'm stunning to me. They're not an inexpensive cruise line, but there are some real great deals. But you can spend a chunk of money on board. I mean, you know, they had the, the tomato mozzarella, $19. Come on, hey, 
I was surprised. I, you know, I didn't know that. The guru, I did not know that. Did not know. They're banging a la carte restaurants. And the prices, I tried to figure the prices out. I was on the website. And I'm not knocking Norwegian Cruise Line. This is how all the Sea Godzilla's uh, Greyhound Life Jackets operate. It's a bottom price add-on deal. And I couldn't keep it straight. You need to deal with a travel planner agent who deals with the big lines, who understands all of the perks and the benefits. You need an accountant. You need uh, Deloitte, Haskin, and Sells. Remember them? In order to figure things out. Close to home, part two. Close to home, part two. This was bound to happen. Every cruise line is bragging about the amount of bookings uh, during the wave season where you wave goodbye uh, to most of your credit line. Princess Cruise Lines announced an all-time high in Alaska. I'm sorry, Alaska bookings. I'm reading like the people in my play yesterday. Alaska bookings for January is surpassing any January, previous January in the cruise brand's history by more than 20%. Why is that, you ask? I'll answer. Staying close to home. Alaska was becoming more popular than the Caribbean, but it's also... It's close. It's close. You can, you know, all right, it's domestic flight. If you live on the west coast of uh, California, I have friends that go to Alaska, two, three cruises every year. They love it. Yeah, the weather is a little chillier. Sometimes it's raining. But the natural beauty or the beauty of nature is quite nice. It's very touristy in many places, but it's nice. And you know what? I, I, I'm staying on brand here by being honest. Princess has Alaska locked up. Princess Holland America, they own the hotels, they own the buses, they own the White Pass train, at least Carnival Corporation does. They own everything up there. They have the best naturalists. They get into the, the Glacier Bay better than other cruise lines. They got it knocked. They've been there for 50, what is it, 55 years. They've been going north to Alaska. Slid that right in like Elvis. Saving the plant by Tuesday. We haven't played this in forever. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I believe it's not too late. Together we can change the world. Somebody's been messing with my volumes. No, actually what happened yesterday, I apologize. I used my mixer that I used for this soon-to-be award-winning podcast. I used it yesterday during the presentation of Tales from the Lunch Room. I was the audio operator, so the music came out at the right moment. Did it? No, not once. Carnival Corporation uh, Carnival Corporation announced today, or today announced, it is on pace to achieve an overall 18% reduction in greenhouse gas emissions. Uh, attention, intense, start over. Eh, action. 18, it's going down by 18%. Um, by 2024? Look, I'm not going to poke fun at this. They're trying desperately to quiet down the left, you know, the greenies by doing everything. I mean, un unbelievable what they're doing in order to reduce emissions. Uh, they're upgrading their fleet with innov innovative technology packages, including modern and efficient HVAC systems, state-of-the-art LED and smart lighting, uses less power, remote monitoring improvements, and more fuel, more to reduce fuel usage. They're getting LED uses. You see, they have to generate their own electricity, and that means they're going to be burning fuel. So they're turning the lights off more, and they're using better LED lamps that require less power. Uh, they're optimizing the hull design. They're putting those special coatings on, like a silicone coating that it, it goes through the water 
uh, more efficiently. Um, they're developing more energy efficient itineraries. Okay, let's let's be the guru here. They're chopping. Everybody's slowing down. Everybody's going is slowing. Or they're slowing down and they're in port less, or now they're going to be overnight less. But that causes another issue. But they're everyone is shortening time in port so they can go slower to get where they're going. No more full speed ahead. Um, they're utilizing short side electric power. I've talked about that. There's 29 ports in the world that have short power. Over 60% of the Carnival brand ships are equipped with uh, the ability to shut off their engines and plug in. Uh, trouble is many people don't have the outlet. Uh, standing on the on the uh, uh, hull going, hey, I got the plug. Uh, where do I put it? And the people ashore go, leave the engines run it, put it somewhere else. Anyway, Carnival's working very hard. Very, very hard. I'm not, I, I mean, it sounds like I'm shelling for Carnival now, but they really are. Also, they have nine liquid natural gas capable ships and two more on order. Eight, they have 27 ships. So they of, of the 27, seven of them right now, no, nine of them, I should say, burn the LNG. That's much better for the environment. They are trying to save the planet. Uh, by Tuesday. They're also trying out advanced fuel technologies, including a first-of-its-kind lithium-ion battery storage system, testing fuel cells powered by hydrogen derived from methanol, and leading the industry in piloting biofuels as a... This is very, very technical. Very technical. Uh, They haven't done much to improve the macaroni and cheese, but baby, we got some biofuel cells that'll knock your socks off. It's all an effort to save the planet by Tuesday, and we applaud them. That's my new tact. Is that the word I want? I'm going to be applauding people who try to save the planet. Uh, I'll be dead by Tuesday. What else is going on? Let me look here. Oh, wow, this is some story. This goes on forever. Circling the wagons in Jamaica. Circling the wagons in Jamaica. I feel like Karnak now. He opens up and goes, and the, uh, here's the deal. Last week, the U.S. State Department really hammered uh, Jamaica for its uh, crime. And uh, the Prime Minister of Jamaica and the Sandals Re- Resort International Chairman Adam Stewart got on a video call with, I think it's Travel Weekly. And, of course, neither one of those have a reason to be biased. <laughs> the, guy, the guy running Sandals or the Prime Minister of Jamaica, and I've talked about this in the past, you know, they, the Prime Minister of Jamaica actually declared a state of emergency due to the crime. Then the tourism minister said, what crime? I didn't see any crime. A couple of people with a small knife, but nothing major. Uh, it's not that, well, they had a, they didn't have any choice. They had to get a hold of someone in the travel industry that would play and ask the question, softball? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and they went on to say they were disappointed with the language of the new U.S. State Department advisory, it did not raise the threat level. Nonetheless, it painted a dark picture of a country where violent crimes are common and sexual assaults occur frequently, including at all-inclusive resorts. So bring on Andy Holmes, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Adam Stewart and Andy Holmes to refute. And Holness, he's the uh, Prime Minister of Jamaica, seemed genuinely perplexed. We have that in our country, too. We have a guy that walks in the helicopter every day to go somewhere like the beach. He's always genuinely, move on. We don't do politics. According to Holness, 
Andrew Holness two weeks before the U.S. State Department advisory release, the Financial Times had written a that's quite English, I think, had written a glowing report about the island, calling it arguably one of the most remarkable and radical but unappreciated turnaround stories in economic history. Didn't say a damn thing about the murders or any of the other stuff. Uh, look, there's a lot of Jamaican love. There's a lot to feel unsafe. And he said, according to the Prime Minister Holis, not only were economic metrics, met metrics the envy of developing countries, Holness said serious crime was down by 11% last year, murders down by 8%, rapes down by 15%. Well, there you go. Those are facts. So what was the U.S. State Department saying when they said it's more unsafe than normal? According to the Prime Minister of Jamaica, crime is at a 22-year low. Remember, he's a politician. Remember, numbers can be fake, not faked. They can be twisted. They can be used in other ways. So, while well, while acknowledging that the overall murder rate is still considered high, he also asserted that foreigners have little to fear. For the past five years, serious crimes against the three million annual U.S. visitors who came to vacation in Jamaica and held steady at zero point zero one percent. Remember, you know the FBI report. All of these things can made, be made to be what you want them to be. I don't have any facts to back it up. We don't do this. And according to the Prime Minister Holness, the advisory came out of left field, not center field, not right field, right out of left. And it runs counter to the story of Jamaica in the last five years. So they had to get out there and, and you know, they had to do something about it. And then Adam, Adam Stewart weighed in. Then they talked about health care because the U.S. State Department mentioned their health care isn't very good, and uh, Holness said it's better than it's ever been in the last five years. Also, they're starting to accept U.S. Medicare and Medicaid uh, and other health insurance in Jamaica. And so, you know, basically they're saying U.S. State Department is full of, you know what, and they're probably right. Also, uh, this writer, reporter asked Stewart, that's the president of Sandals, whether the State Department advisory had any material impact on his business. He said typically cancellations or rebookings to a different location were in the 20 to 30% range, uh, range, 45%, 45% of the bookings in Jamaica got on the phone and said, we're going to go to a sandals somewhere else. Ooh, that's tough. That's tough. Other people, he said their biggest advocates were the travel agents, the travel planners. They know Jamaica. They specialize in Jamaica. They don't go there. Um, you know, I had this with a previous previous agent. Uh, that, I've told the story. I didn't want to go to St. Thomas and stay at this hotel where a guy had been murdered the week before. They said, what's the big deal? You know, it was a comedian that got murdered in this hotel. I don't want to stay here. Well, yeah, worried about it. It was another comedian. Your act is much better. I stayed at the Marriott Frenchman's Reef of my own and paid for it. And that upset the cruise line. It upset them that I paid $350 myself. I didn't ask for the money back. They said, what are you doing? So a guy got murdered. We was on the beach. It could have been anything. You know, <laughs> You know, I like living. This is 20 years ago. I like living. But I haven't worked for that cruise line since. Man, what are you doing? What can happen? I had a nightmare. I woke up to do this podcast. I dreamt I was back on Holland America. I won't go into the nightmare, but like, what did I do to do that? Anyway, bottom line, the Prime Minister of Jamaica, Mr. Holness, in closing, noted that Meghan Markle and Prince Harry 
had been there recently to, to watch the premiere of One Love, the Bob Marley biopic. And he said, the essence of Jamaica is one love, so let's get together and feel all right. And what's the one love? The one love is tourist dollars. The one love is U.S. and U.K. money. That's the one love. Well done, though, Andrew. He got out there right out in front of this. I know it's going to help. A lot of hot air in the cruise business. A lot of hot air. In the, oh, that could be anything. If you're a first-time listener, I put these words out, and people try to put it together. I know at home they're going, just shut up and tell the story. It's early. It's 7 in the morning. I'm having my coffee. I'm not putting together. What are you, Pat Sajak? A lot of hot air in the cruise business. The weather in the Caribbean is disgusting right now. Unbelievable. And the Carnival Magic was involved in, in an incident while in Ocho Rios on Tuesday when strong winds and swells called the, caused the pier fender to collapse under pressure and the ship made contact with the pier. Oh, that's not good. That's not good when that happens. The captain's name is Captain La, La Fina, Latina, La Fina, I think. Uh, not his fault. I'm not casting aspersions on the captain. Uh, Wendy, pier's a little shaky, and the ship was not even supposed to be there. It actually came in a day early because of bad weather, and they were at a pier they don't normally stay at. It let loose. The ship whacked into the pier. That's never good. Uh, there were people on board, uh, on sh ashore. The ship had to pull out. It had to pull out. It didn't have anywhere to tie up. So if it stayed offshore, bumpy. Uh, and uh, eventually they went back into another pier, a pier the Costa ship was at. Uh, they tied up there and they were able to uh, go. But now the ship has to be uh, invest investigated and checked. It's got a little hole in the hull. Um, a bad situation. Not the captain's fault. But it does point out to everybody listening, I've used Costa Maya as the perfect example. Costa Maya doesn't have a breakwater. No captain likes to go there when it's windy because the current and the wind can just take a ship and whack anything. And so they we skip it. And you leave and the people are going, there's a pier. We understand when you skip a port because of tendering. There is a pier. Sign a tie up there. What is wrong? Because of this. Now, this ship is tied up and the wind is so severe, it takes apart the pier and the ship whacks the other part of the pier. And now there's an investigation and they had to cancel their visit to Grand Cayman. Uh, and the, that, the, ship, the ship actually stayed overnight in Ocho Rios at a pier where they could dock because now it had to be uh, checked out by the insurance um, investigators. Everything had the paperwork, all because of uh, the weather. The weather caused the ship to come in early. They were at a port they don't, don't normally talk about or I talk about, and they tied up, and uh, they whacked it, and not a good situation. Weather everywhere has been just terrible. What's really ironic, this cruise was a six-day sailing and it was themed, it was like a charter, it was themed the Ship Rocked Cruise. <laughs> and the ship did. And it was hosted by the Dark Lord Count Von Scully and with an amazing lineup, rock artists, theme nights, and more for the undead-themed sailors. This is some kind of heavy metal ghost thing going on. And in the middle of it, they, you know, pier lets loose, and they whack the pier, and it's a mess. And it was the ship rocks cruise. There you go. That's what you get for naming that. Speaking of 
uh, rocked or shocked as cruise lines are, according to this article, shell-shocked. Well, here's the heading. Tax this piece of the action. I talk about it all the time. Bureaucrat, bureaucrats, they look at successful companies and cruise lines and they want some more. They want some more, not schmores. They want some more. So starting March 1st, the Bahamas are charging a 10% VAT, which is value added. I don't understand why they call it value added tax. Just call it tax added tax. There's no value in adding a tax. It's a tax added tax. It's a money grab. And starting March 1st, all the goods and services in the Bahamas and in the private islands uh, that the cruise line charges for, they must add 10%. That's a lot of money. Uh, the cabanas, you know, the cabanas that might go for $1,000, right? They might, you want to rent a cabana with six people, it might go $1,000 on some cruise lines. Another 100 goes to the government of the Bahamas. Some are saying this will kill the goose that laid the golden egg. I don't know. I mean, you know, they're adding the $5 passenger tax. They've delayed that, but they're adding it. Now they're adding the 10%. That's a big chunk. That is a big chunk of money. And, you know, they and they actually slid it in. It was in some paperwork that nobody saw. And one good bean counter went, what was this 10%? Uh, Finance Ministry Secretary Simon Wilson told the Tribune that changes currently said to have take effect in four weeks are designed to place the cruise line's private island activities on a taxation-level playing field with Bahamian providers who service their guests at other destinations. Do you know what this is about? This is about Atlantis, all right? Atlantis is furious because of Celebration Key being built in the, on Nassau down the end there. And I guess in Atlantis, they charged the 10% VAT tax. And the cruise lines had a sweetheart deal. They didn't have to pay it because they weren't fixed properties. They were just coming in like carpetbaggers. And now I'm guaranteeing this. I don't know what I'm talking about. The people in Atlantis are furious about Celebration Key K because people are no longer going to go to Atlantis to swim with some dolphins or whatever the hell you do uh, and pay the beach fee, the resort fee. They're not even going to go to gamble. They're going to be in Celebration Key. So somebody talked to this. Listen. A little money, a little whatever, a little bada bang, a little dinner, bought him a car, and next thing you know, everybody's got to pay 10% more. I don't spend any money in the Bahamas. I've been there enough. I don't need it. Um, I just don't. But the guidance document states that VAT liability applies to a supply of services comprising cultural, artistic, or similar act. Basically, for years, the cruise lines, it's not the cruise lines, for years, Passengers or guests did not have to pay the value added tax. It made it a better deal. It's not such a big deal. Not such a good deal now. Maybe it's a problem. Eventually, people get used to paying it. But you know who's going to feel it? The, the private island. Uh, the, all that extra money. Very expensive. They charge for everything now on those islands. Now, the answer is going to be, you know, go back. To, well, no, it doesn't matter. I don't know what they're going to do with beverage packages. If you have a beverage package and you're on a private island, you're not. You're already paid for the package on the ship. I have to look into that. I'll get my people to talk to other people. Very loud today. 
Somebody messed, somebody messed with my music. Bring it down. All right, we're going past 30 minutes today. That's hard to believe at 3 in the morning. <laughs> I apologize. I did misspeak on several thousand words during this podcast. This is the final time I'll do this at 3 in the morning. Now, because of the one-day-ahead deal, it is Thursday for me right now. It is Thursday, February 8th, and it, I sound like it's Tuesday. Uh, so it's all messed up. My time clock, my body clock, other parts of my body, my body toe, everything is, as we say in Jersey, a little ass backwards. Thanks again for the likes, the shares, the stories. I will be spending the rest of the day getting reorganized, but then day after tomorrow, I'll be hosting the Rising Stars stand-up comedy show, and that is nine of our guests attempting to do original, well, eight, eight, one's doing old jokes, uh, he he's, doesn't want to do it, eight guests trying to be the next Jerry Seinfeld, the next Tommy Drake, not easy, us comics, we make it look easy, we've done it for a long time, it's easy, you just go up there and talk, you know, what, how hard is that, <laughs> yeah, wait till I introduce him to the lights, come on, hey, hey, have a good hump day. We humped it yesterday. We're on Thursday already. So go ahead and have a good hump. That sounds terrible. Apologize if you're very conservative to Christian. I sometimes lose it at uh, 3.37 in the morning. 10.37 in Miami. I'll get this up. Huh? Talk to you tomorrow. Oh, everything is so loud. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.